Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, Redemption Thursday. Didn't post the picks first hour. Frankly, I hadn't really made any. I made all those bowl picks at the beginning of the year. So then I decided to give you at least five for today. And uh, we have them. Matthew will post them. You'll see it. There they are right there. USF Moneyline plus 145. Look, when you get to these bowl games, you got to look at motivation. You got to figure out who's inspired to be there, who wants to be there, who's playing well at the end of the year. And who's not happy to be there? Who's frustrated about being there? Well, Syracuse fired their coach. Goodbye, Dino Babers. I can't imagine that there's real forward momentum there. And meanwhile, USF has had sort of a comeback season. And you're talking about a coach who's trying to build the program back up. I feel like they're more motivated to win the football game. You're getting them with plus money on the money line. Is there the underdog? It's plus 145. I'll take it. Give me USF. Hey, it's a bowl game. It's easy to be wrong on these things. After all, I had Old Dominion against Western Kentucky, and all they were was up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Thanks. Thanks for just deciding it's a three-quarter game, Old Dominion. Just didn't want to play that fourth quarter, I see. So I lost that game in overtime. Take it with a grain of salt. Colts money line to beat the Falcons. Steichen's offense has been fun. I really like him. I like what the Colts have done. Uh, They're a more game football team week to week than I expected. The Falcons rotating quarterbacks never seem to have a clue what they're doing on offense. Give me the Colts money line there as well. The reason I went money line as opposed to the number, one was minus 108. The other is minus 102. I'll take the minus 102. Give me the Dolphins to win at home. They got to beat a good team at some point this year. They get their chance against a Dallas team that is good at home, not good on the road. And that's true, generally speaking, I think, of uh, what you see uh, from Dak. So uh, this kind of a prove-it game for both these teams in a lot of ways. 
Dolphins have got to beat a good team at some point. Give me the Dolphins here at home, minus one. I like Air Force on the money line to beat JMU. Air Force getting back healthy. They were not down the stretch. I'll take them for that reason. And then finally, and you get plus money there, Utah minus six and a half against Northwestern. This is more about coaching. This is more about the ruggedness of a program. I got to believe that Utah is going to bludgeon Northwestern. I thought the number was a little short. Give me Utah minus six and a half. There are your picks, your Redemption Thursday picks. We think say thanks to our friends at Metro Deli. I don't see why not. Last hour, if you missed, missed it, by the way, this show is recorded today, just about an hour before we would normally go on. If you missed it, uh, I had a lengthy conversation with Tom to start the show and another one in the second segment with Gene Williams. Tomorrow, Florida State with a board of trustees meeting. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, Florida State calling this meeting on a Friday before Christmas has to strike you as incredibly odd. Um, and also, it, it speaks to the desperation of the situation. So as we sit here today thinking about what that could be and our coverage of it tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on War Chant TV, make sure you tune in. We'll watch that meeting with you and find out what Florida State's about to do. They're either laying the groundwork for something uh, of a sizable magnitude, like a lawsuit, or they're announcing said lawsuit. Or they're giving you an, an idea of the plan moving forward, whether that's Big Ten, SEC, independent, don't know. There's a lot of speculation about this. But again, to reiterate, for those that missed that hour, I will tell you, this seemingly has been in the works for weeks now. Um, began to hear whispers a while back that once Florida State publicly made the statements that they had, it was the beginning of a much larger movement trying to figure out which path to take to arrive at the eventual destination which saw us leaving the ACC. Along the way, there are bumps in the roads. There are certainly going to be problematic elements of any kind of a lawsuit or anything involving the amount of money that's going to be involved with Florida State trying to extricate themselves from the ACC. So it hasn't been linear, it hasn't been smooth, it hasn't been something that followed a direct path, but they knew inexorably they were moving towards that goal to get out of the ACC. And I'm sure this meeting tomorrow will be a lot of that as well. Has to be, right? All you can do, and I feel like I'm doing this a lot lately, is A, try to find out the skinny, and we'll do our very best. Irish Chappelle is very tied into the administration. You guys know that. It's one of the reasons you subscribe to Warchant.com and that you come to us for the best coverage of Florida State football anywhere. But you, you, you just know with the articles that have come out, some of the whispers behind the scenes, the, 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 you know, the, the, the many times that you could cite a slight, the obvious evidence that Florida State is desperate to make moves, to do whatever they have to, to get out. Seems to me we're beginning to see now the uh, means to an end, the movement that is going to dictate what Florida State does next. And possibly that's the announcement for tomorrow, because that is, again, something that's been whispered for a while, that if push came to shove, at some point, there might be litigation of some kind. Now, what I find more interesting than that, because that seemed inevitable, is all of the smoke surrounding the Big Ten, which you continue to hear about. Now, I almost stopped talking for a long stretch of time on the Jeff Cameron Show about SEC or Big Ten. One of the reasons was because, A, to me, it's less about the conferences and more about the networks who are dictating terms. So this is really an argument about, do you go to ESPN or do you go to Fox? 
some people who will look at this from a 10,000 mile view of uh, 10,000 foot view of what's going to happen in college football would tell you it doesn't really matter if you end up in Fox or if you end up at ESPN. Certainly right now, the four letters of ESPN elicit a reaction, a lot of frustration. But ultimately, it may very well be that it's not unlike what you see when you watch the NFL. Gene Williams referenced this last hour. You know, AFC, NFC. CBS, NBC, Fox, it gets parsed. Everybody's got a game. There's a game of the week. Some of it's streaming services. Some of it's a network. Some of it is going to be Amazon, like it's already turned out to be. Some of it will be Apple TV. Some of it will end up being Peacock. Some of it will be a la carte, whatever it might be. Ultimately, we're going to end up with this giant AFC-NFC model for college football and the teams that want to opt in. So I don't get hung up as hung up in whether or not it's, quote, SEC or Big Ten. But when you keep hearing Big Ten, Big Ten, then you do see, at least in the interim, perhaps the path is the Big Ten if because the Big Ten or if and when the Big Ten decides well, we already went USC, UCLA, Ohio, uh, excuse me, uh, Washington, and Oregon. Let's add two. Let's get a foothold down south. We've got the Midwest. We've got the West Coast. All we now need is something on the East Coast. And you would be able to bring in a name asset like Florida State. If you'd combined it with Clemson, all of a sudden, again, you're talking about assets, television contracts moving forward. Would you be king over the SEC at that point? You'd certainly be more, uh, you'd be broader. You'd certainly be broader. So there may be something to it. I don't think there's going to be anything too specifically uh, Florida State saying tomorrow that, hey, we're going to the Big Ten. But wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be a shot in the arm? I think it's a shot in the arm regardless to get out of this conference or to announce plans as a means to get out of this conference. Here's how we're going to do this. This is what we're going to do. Florida State could use this. I think the fan base could use this after the snubbing. I think that's where we're at right now. As for the recruiting class, that, of course, Florida State signed yesterday. Some minor disappointments, some people very frustrated. I did appreciate the words of Mike Norvell yesterday talking about this class and this what he's built so far and where they're headed. Quote, uh, there are some players that obviously might choose not to come, and I wish them all the best moving forward. But I tell every one of them throughout it, whether you come to Florida State or not, I know where we're going. And I told guys that too, and three years ago even, and they're sitting at maybe a different school right now, and they're watching Florida State do something really, really special. Well, I think it's pretty easy to tell who he's talking to in that uh, specific example. But I actually think the broader point is true. And I also appreciate that he began all that, prefaced all that by simply stating he wishes them all well. You can't afford to come across as petty. I'm petty. Corey wrote that article that quoted this quote. He's petty. Most Florida State fans at this point have to be petty. We're pretty frustrated. But the head coach can't afford to come across that way. And you probably do look at it as, hey, look, man, kid's making a life choice. Wish him well. He's 18 years old. I just know where we're headed. And that needs to continue to be the message because so far, those promises have been fulfilled. When you say that when you're five and seven, it sounds wishful. When you say that 
when you have a losing season, it sounds like you're selling something to people who don't believe whom you're trying to win over. But when you say that after you've won 19 straight games and you just completed a 13-0 and season and you once again reign supreme in this conference, well, you can say it with conviction. And that's the thing that I noticed, stated. It was stated as a fact. It was stated as something that was self-evident. It was stated as something as a warning to those that aren't real sure where they might be headed. Hey, listen, I get it. George is an awesome program. Alabama is an awesome program. Florida State's not the only program kids can go to and have football success. But I do like the overriding point. At the end of the day, go where you want to go. We're going to win a lot of games. We're going to continue to be awesome. Just know that if you want to take a risk to go somewhere else. Chef Cameron Show will have wagers with my mom coming up in a little bit. Also, we got to do Red Zone uh, with Artisan Financial Services as well as ISF, Solving for the Future. Busy hour. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. Have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burnt the funeral home. Lives will be changed. Sideline touchdown. Unbelievable. Mothers will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. No, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know. 
All right, kids, let's do this thing. It is time to welcome in our friends from Artists and Financial Strategies. Did you guys catch it last week when we were talking and uh, in the chat, somebody pointed out that our good buddy Adam Tolliver and his fine team at Artists and Financial Strategies are the best in the business and that it helped him professionally, personally with his finances. That's a good thing. We like that. We love it. And an advertiser joins forces and we collaborate together. And then you find out people are utilizing services such as that. And they're winning and they're doing well. And that's a good thing. If you are a no or if you're not, you love football, you know how important it is to score in the red zone. Got to ask yourself, are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? The five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after. Those are critical times thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend, fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, aforementioned, and his great team at Artisan Financial Strategies prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, I'd like to think I'm at midfield. I think I'm beyond midfield probably, though, right, at 52? Got time to still want to plan ahead. The others are ready already to punch it in. You're, you're like on the verge of retirement. You're ready to get in, score. You want to get over the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings you a combined 30-plus years of planning experience, world-class resources to help you navigate their way. For more information, here's the good stuff. Let's go over there. Let's go do this. Noelretirement.com. That's all one word. Noelretirement.com. Good stuff from our friends at Artisan Financial Strategies. Normally, this is where Tom would pepper me with questions uh, in the red zone, first down, second down, third down, fourth down. But Tom is traveling today, so we decided to go a different route. And I am going to ask myself questions that came in via email. And that's fine. Jeff, does Florida State have a chance? This is from Michael. Michael, all right. Uh, does Florida State have a chance to beat Georgia in this bowl game despite those that have opted out? They have a chance? Well, they have a chance. Uh, you have to hope George is going through the motions and doesn't uh, feel fired up to play this football game either. Oddly, Georgia seems pretty excited about playing this football game, and they did get the good news that their starting quarterback is sticking around and is going to play in the game. You know, this was always going to be an uphill battle when you lost Jordan Travis, quite frankly, trying to win a football game like this against a team like that with Tate Rodemaker or Brock Lynn was going to be difficult. Now you throw in the mix that you've lost some offensive linemen, that you've lost Trey Benson, that you've lost Jaheim Bell, that you've lost Keon Coleman, that you lost Johnny Wilson. These are all guys that have either decided to move on and go put their name in the hat to play in the National Football League and or are guys that have decided to transfer. Either way, you don't have them in this game. And it was pretty daunting, didn't you think, as I rattled off just the names off the top of my head of guys that aren't playing, like as in every good offensive player you have. I didn't mention Jordan Travis, except to say that it was always going to be difficult if he didn't play. Of course, he can't play. He had surgery on his leg. So you're in an impossible position. But I'm going to use this to reiterate something. The 2023 Knowles went 13-0. 2023 Knowles had an undefeated campaign and they won the ACC. 2023 Knowles are done with. It is over. I do not look at this game as something that is either an additive or a detraction. I don't think it, uh, it is, I don't think it's emblematic of anything to do with the season. 
what's going to happen in that bowl game. I think Florida State is going to lose that bowl game. I think that the number that I saw as early as this morning was 14 and a half in favor of Georgia. If I were a betting man, and I am, I would take Georgia and lay the 14 and a half. Um, I just don't think this is going to go well for Florida State because I think more of Georgia's players are going to play. And by the way, even if it were their backups, Florida State has not recruited at the same level for a sustained period of time as Georgia has. It makes it nearly impossible to think of a way that you could compete in this game. Now, that is not to say that Florida State won't go and fight and play hard and that they don't have the services of some real good football players in this game. They do. They do. But I just don't think it's going to be enough because I think they're going to have a real hard time blocking this team. I think they're going to have a real hard time stopping this team uh, without some of those defensive stalwarts that they were hoping to have play in this game. Yeah, it doesn't seem likely. Another question, which we've kind of answered already, and this is from Steven, and Steven wants to know SEC Big Ten. Again, I kind of talked about this a little already. Either one is fine with me. Most of the fan base, and that's second down, most of the fan base want to get out, and they want to go to the Big Ten. They want no part of being grouped with the SEC, who they perceive as having obviously kind of stiff-armed Florida State, and then was in cahoots with ESPN. Well, we were in cahoots with ESPN. The ACC was in cahoots with ESPN. It's just that there's a much higher dollar amount involved in what ESPN stood to lose once they had the extended contract with the SEC and took over uh, the rights to that conference. And so that's led to the conspiracy talk. And, you know, certainly it's hard to deny that there are financial stakes involved here. And it's also hard to deny after watching what just happened that the committee was influenced by that. And it's very, very frustrating. But I will still say, if tomorrow the SEC said, you know, we've done some thinking. And the more we look at this, we just don't want to lose an asset like Florida State in the Southeast or Clemson, or North Carolina, or Miami, or whomever they would look at, Virginia, whatever it might be, and they say, we don't want to lose out to the Big Ten. We don't want them to have a foothold here in the Southeast, so we're going to go ahead and extend the invitation, figure out how to get out of the grant of rights, and come join us and play SEC football. Look, man, you'd have to put your bitterness aside, you'd have to put your anger aside, and you'd have to say, we're joining the SEC. It makes the most amount of sense geographically. I think obviously financially, you're at a desperate crossroads right now. You'd be leaving one way or the other for either one of these conferences the second you had an, a substantial offer. If it came in, you'd run into the arms of your enemy, and you'd have to because that is the only way to matter moving forward, and we want to matter. Bitterness and all. You would join it, and you'd think to yourself, we're the renegades of the show. Let's just dominate. Do whatever we have to to win this conference repeatedly. Third down in the red zone has to do with the record for next year. Lisa wants to know, will Florida State win the game in Ireland? Yes. Will Florida State win 10 games next year? Good question, Lisa. I have said that I think Florida State is a good team next year. Are they a great team? No, you're losing a ton of production from this team this year. I mean, guys that were the heart and soul. If you just go down the list, if you think about losing a Jared Verse, you think about losing a Tatum Bethune, you think about losing uh, a Braden Fist. Did I say him? Verse, Fist, Bethune, go on and on, right? You lose those guys, it's tough to replace that. A Renardo Green, you can keep going. Are you 
going to replenish the, the ranks of those that leave with good players? You are in a lot of cases. So, for example, Azaria Thomas will start next year at corner. He played a ton this year, and by the end of the season, you could argue was our best corner. He'll start next year. He'll be very good. They have a ton of athletic and long guys in that secondary to fill spots or those that are vacating. I still worry about linebacker, and I'm still worried about who we're retaining from this roster. But you think about that offensive line, you think about the loss of a Jordan Travis, obviously. You think about the loss of a Trey Benson, a Johnny Wilson, a Keon Coleman, and you worry a little bit. And even if Hakeem plays really well and Destin Hill plays very, very well and Javius Jacobs plays really, really well and, you know, Morlock is coming back, look, you're going to be a good team. I look at the variance of record and we talk about percentages. I think worst case scenario, Florida State is 7-5 and five next year. I think best case scenario, they're 12-0. and 0. That's pretty rare you would say that. I tend to fall somewhere in the category of nine and three and 10 and two. Nine and three and 10 and two. And for fourth down, I didn't pull a fourth down question. So I'll just say this again Florida State, in order to sustain this level of excellence, I believe is going to have to maybe make a couple of changes on their coaching staff. Over the next couple of weeks, Let's see what plays out. Who gets extended? Who gets offered more money? Who isn't given a raise? And is anybody shown the door? I think Mike's got to be happy that it's a top 10 class, but I don't think he can stop there, and I think he knows there's work to be done, and he may know that there are certain guys within this coaching staff that are holding him back. That's the next step. We're always climbing, right? Went from 5-7 and seven to 10-3. and three to 13 and 0. Don't want to fall back too much. Unreasonable to expect that you're going to go back-to-back seasons undefeated, but it's not unreasonable to suspect that if you're going to sustain recruiting and elevate recruiting, that you're going to have to find a way to be really really good again next year against a pretty difficult schedule and you're going to have to find a way to close the door on that final recruit that's the five-star because each of the last 3 years, those guys are the guys that you've lost out on on your wedding day. It's very frustrating. Appreciate our friends, Artisan Financial Services, of course. Check them out, noelretirement.com. My mom's next. Let's get some wagering in. She's up two games. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Cameron Show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network. Check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. And now for another edition of the Family Pick. Nick. Go to your room! My the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. All right, you heard it. That means it is time to bring in Mama, and we shall do that now. Last week, she rallies rallies as the Titans come out of nowhere to choke it away and allow the Texans to win in overtime. And that won her the week over me, along with picking the Bucks, mom. You do get credit for that as well. Um, I, I, of course, had, uh, was it, who did I beat you with? You had like uh, Denver, I think, and I had Detroit. Yeah, that's what it was. I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, you did have Detroit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, you did. Um, yeah. And, that, and you know, were- that Detroit is schizophrenic. I, I mean, one week they're – they can't do anything, and then the next week they play fantastic. I don't. I never know what to do with Detroit. Well, the key here is think about it this way: golf at home is very, very good. Golf on the road is very, very bad. So you just pick Detroit at home, and you're going to be all right. What are you oh. doing? 
I'm trying to fix this phone because I, I saw I had an incoming call and I didn't want it to ring while we were recording. Lord, you're ducking behind the camera and everything else. <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't want the phone to ring. <laughs> oh, good Lord. All um, right, so you're you're currently up two games on your son and we're getting late in the year, so this could be the year. This could be the one <laughs> if you could hold on. You never know. I don't know. Every week is a challenge, that's for sure. And then I had to make these picks really quick today. So I yeah. am um, I am struggling, but I'm hoping I'm doing all right. We'll see. Okay, so the first game is actually tonight. And so this is another reason we had to do this today. So we have the Saints at the Rams. And I must confess, this is a very difficult game to pick. I agree. It is a very difficult game to pick. I took the Rams. I um I, I kind of think they're better, and it's at the Rams, so I know supposedly that doesn't matter, but I, anyway, I, it always figures into my picking. So I took the Rams. I took the Rams too. Stafford and that offense are really playing very well right now, and I think they'll do just enough. But it should be a very close game, and it's a weird. I mean, they're two seven and seven teams. There's a lot of those. Uh, um, all right, Cincinnati on Saturday at Pittsburgh. I took Cincinnati. I did too. Buffalo at the Chargers. Buffalo. Should be an easy win for Buffalo, and they have to have every win they can get right now. They're also the team that nobody wants to play if they make the playoffs. Yeah, right, 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 because they're still mad about last year. <laughs> well, they're not just mad about last year. They're really good. And, yeah, they and they've are. got they've an elite quarterback. Yeah, and they – well, and th their whole thing – you think about when they get healthy, they they weren't healthy in the middle part of the season when they were losing those games. They had so many guys out on defense. But now they're playing so much better on defense. And, of course, Josh is playing really well at quarterback. And, you know, you think about uh, Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, is kicking ass too. They don't have to score 40 a game. They can score 27 and have a way to win now that the defense is getting healthy. So this is kind of fun to watch them. I hope they do sneak into the playoffs, frankly. Yeah, um, yeah, I do too. I like Buffalo. Well, it just makes for a better playoff. Um, Indianapolis at Atlanta. Oh, um, I took Indy. I did too. Um, you know, Matthew is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, Mom. I don't know if oh. you know that. And his, his former coordinator is the coordinator there in Indianapolis now, Steichen. He's done an amazing job. The Colts score every week. I mean, they yeah. are they can score. You've scored points with – Minshew, you're doing some things. So uh, he's he's done a good job. Um, yeah. We both have the Colts. Okay. Seattle at Tennessee. Yeah, I I took Seattle. I did too. Both these teams suck. Yeah. Detroit at Minnesota. Oh, now you just told me. <laughs> I, I did. Actually, I actually have Detroit. Um, I think I think this is a good game, and I think it's a coin flip. Um. Detroit looked really good last week. Um, I don't know. Minnesota, though, seems to find a way to win games. But I, I I don't like to change my pick. So I'm, I'll am i stick with Detroit. Yeah, in this case, I agree with you. I take Detroit as well. And uh, I think Detroit's a better team. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Uh, here's a game between two god-awful teams. Washington at the Jets. I know. Um, it's the Jets. Jets have that, like, walk-on quarterback, right? Is it? Is that the team that has that guy that? No, that's the Giants. Oh, the Giants. I always get that mixed up with these New York teams. Um, well, anyway, I took the Jets. Um, I don't really know why, but I did. I think they're the lesser of two evils. That's kind of the way I looked at it as well. I took the Jets as well. 
Uh, we've got Green Bay at Carolina. Yeah, I took Green Bay. Cleveland. I, I, Green Bay is, I don't know about Green Bay, but I but I took them. Uh, they're not any good, but luckily they're playing Carolina. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Cleveland's at Houston. Good I game. I took Cleveland. It's a really good game. I know. And even though my the Texans came back and helped me out last week, <laughs> I think Cleveland is better. I'm torn on this game. I'm going to take Houston. We've got one different here, Mom. I'm going to take Houston. I'm writing it down. There you go. Now I have to root for the Texans. Here you go. (laughs) Here's a fun game. Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. I know. Well, you know I'm taking Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is really starting to come into their own, and they're playing much better. They're at home. Um, Jacksonville's good. I know that. I think this is kind of a tough game, but I don't think they're as good as maybe – we thought they were, and I think I think the Bucks can win this game. I think Jacksonville's lost three straight. Give me Tampa Bay here. Yeah, um, Arizona at Chicago. Yeah, I'm taking Chicago. That's not a good game either. I agree with you. Here's a great game: Dallas at Miami. I know that's one of the barn burners. Um, I took Dallas. I, I'm not sure why, except that I don't know. Even though Miami keeps winning, I they I they, they always make me nervous. And so does Dallas, actually. But I took Dallas. I took Miami. So we have a second one different here. Oh, I took all the right. Dolphins. Now, why did you take Miami? Just because it's in, not because it's in Miami. No, I don't care about that. But I will say I don't trust. I will. I don't trust Dak on the road ever. Um, they, Dallas is really good at home. They're one of those rare teams that really it matters greatly if they're playing at home or not. Um, and I don't. Dak's not great on the road so give me give me Miami here also the Dolphins are probably tired of hearing the fact that they have not beaten anybody who's any good at all this year Um, their wins are over bad teams and their losses are over good teams they have yet to beat a good team and they're going to need to do so at some point here so I'll take them at home I think they'll have laser focus for this game okay uh we go New England at Denver yeah I'm taking Denver just add to the ledger of losses for Bill Belichick this year it's beautiful Unbelievable. I bet he is just beside himself. He he can't look any grumpier than he already does, even when they're winning. So I I know it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And it just makes me laugh that, you know, ever since Tom left, he hasn't done anything. And he, it's always, everybody was like, Oh, Bill, 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 this, but I'm telling you right now, but as you say, if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And And they don't have a quarterback. so. (laughs) So they don't, but that just shows you what, you know, how good, Tom was. Yeah, Tom was awesome. He's arguably the greatest player of all time. I'll take Denver as well. Uh, Las Vegas at Kansas City. Kansas City, although Kansas City suspect. They should beat the Raiders. They should beat the Raiders. That's right. Giants at Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And another great game on Christmas night. Baltimore at San Francisco. I know. This game, I just in the few minutes I had to pick it, I was agonizing. I took San Francisco. I did too. I, I think they're the best team in football. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really good one though. And should I be, really and it like, could be a Super Bowl uh, preview. I like Purdy. I like Brock Purdy. Isn't that his name Brock Purdy? That is his name. Yeah. yeah. And I do like him. I always root for the guys that, you know, sort of are. Come seventh out round picks. With. Yeah. He was a seventh round pick. The last pick in the draft. I know Mr insignificant or whatever it is. Irrelevant, yeah. Irrelevant, yeah. I knew it was one of those. It's been stunning. It's been stunning. Mama, I love you. I'll talk to you later. I love you too, sweetie. I hope you feel better.
Thank and you. Uh, we'll see what happens with the picks. So we have three. No, no, we have we have two different. You just Houston and you Cleveland, took Cleveland and Miami, Dallas. You game. took Cleveland and Dallas, and I took Houston and Miami. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. We're all set. You guys have a good weekend. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Mom. I love you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There goes Mom. There we go. Picks are in. Once again, to reiterate, Mom took Cleveland and Dallas. I have Houston and Miami. She goes into this weekend, starting tonight, I guess, up two games on me. So I need both of them. We could come back post-Christmas dead even. Or she could widen the lead, and then I'll be in real trouble. I'll be up on the ropes here. I got to find a way. I got to find a way. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season, you're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factors America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me and two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Christmas is the time to say I love you. And I should say wrapping it up for the holidays. That's it. That's all, kids. No JCS tomorrow. No JCS on Christmas, which is Monday. Can you believe it? I'm not going to work the day after Christmas either. That's not going to happen. So I'm likely going to see you somewhere around Wednesday or Thursday of next week. Do a couple shows before Florida State plays in the bowl game. Uh, And that's how we're going to solve for the future with my friends from ISF, just like that. I'm telling you, my schedule is solving for the future. ISF is a national company based right here in good old Tallahassee. And oh, by the way, Jonathan Conrad and I, who have become friends since collaborating with ISF and Jeff Cameron's show, had a a dinner last week. And he told me that uh, they're about to do some cool things with the kids of the Guardian Adlitem. Going to work with the Guardian Adlitem and make that process a little bit uh, more efficient uh, where... 
folks can get helped out easier. It's the kind of thing they do. Uh, this is a company that's an IT and strategy firm. They've been doing it for over 40 years. They know you want to do amazing things. They know you've got big visions uh, for the future and that you work hard for you and your agency to try to achieve those things. And you got to navigate a lot of unique challenges, the technology of all that, but becoming better, becoming more efficient, becoming, um, I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, not just better, but also um, working within those areas of expertise, right? Finding out and collaborating with you what you do well and then helping you fulfill your visions together with their expertise is what makes them very, very unique. They've got uh, well over 80 unique clients serving over 1,500 projects. I'm talking about ISF. To learn more, ISF.com. Here you go. Here's here's a solving for the future. There. We, we talked all day about solving for the future, if you think about it, but getting the hell out of this conference, figuring out how to recruit a little bit better, taking another step in recruiting, whether that's a belief that you need to get rid of some of the members of the coaching staff or change your tone or your pitch or whatever it might be, uh, joining perhaps and or suing a conference. These are the kinds of things we've talked about all day long, but I would also say that there's other forms of solving for the future, which is that to keep your sanity, right? Just remember, because we're going to be taking a couple of days. Really quick reminder, tomorrow, 10 a.m. is the Board of Trustees meeting. Uh, that's a meeting that everybody will have a keen eye on. I've been contacted by national media. Obviously, we're going to have it, warchant.com. But listen carefully to the verbiage tomorrow. It's going to tell you exactly what Florida State's doing to solve for the future, I think. Now, they're not going to get into details and specifics about a potential lawsuit if that's what they announce. They're not going to say tomorrow, hey, guys, we've decided to join the Big Ten. We have an offer and we're going to join. They're not going to do any of those things, but they'll tell you the path that they're taking. And that might be certainly to talk about a possible lawsuit. And that will, I think, jumpstart all of this because I do believe, and I brought this up with Gene, if you missed it last hour, go back and listen to that interview. I do believe that most parties involved here would want to avoid a lot of what would come out in discovery because I, I suspect there are some things that could be construed as um, a collaborative effort to, to perhaps bolster uh, the product that is the SEC and hinder that of the ACC, not hinder as in, we want to sabotage a league that we have a contract with. They want to maximize revenue opportunities for the ACC just as they do the SEC, but there are more of them and for more money in the SEC. So they're going to prioritize the SEC over the ACC. But if you can, if you can show that the revenue possibilities for Florida State are capped and that your best interest as a partner with ESPN is not kept in mind. And then you can show any number of other facets that we've talked about that there was a means by which to keep Florida State from leaving the ACC. Then you might have something of substance there. I'm not an antitrust lawyer, but I am curious to see the grounds for the lawsuit. And I'm curious to see how much they're willing to lay out there tomorrow in a board of trustees meeting that everybody who covers college football will be watching tomorrow. But I would say that that is probably the path, and I think they're likely, again, doing this because they want the case to be in the state of Florida. And I think if that is established, then that is your best chance to see 
ESPN and the ACC say, we want no part of this. We do not want to deal with this. We do want money. They're not going to let you walk for free. They've got you on the hook for a gazillion dollars, right? All we've ever wanted to see for Florida State was what is the amount owed to extricate ourselves from this nightmare? We're not waiting till 2036. We cannot survive as a program by waiting till 2036. You know it and I know it. We're going to do whatever we have to do. There's been talk in the past that Florida State would be willing to go independent. I don't think that works. I don't know how you would do that. Who would you schedule? How would that work? I don't think that's the path, although it sounds nice. Everybody likes to be the renegade program. You'd love to be independent like Notre Dame and work out your own television deal, but of course that's unique to them. So I think for Florida State, this will be the beginning of trying to get people to come to the table, try to get people to start having the conversation. You know, it's one thing to say, we'll do this if you don't do this, and we want to do this, and the and folks in the ACC, yeah, sure you do. Sure you do, but we got you. It's ironclad, contracts to contract. You're not going anywhere. Screw it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe again. There are some rather unflattering things that have been said via email and text and everything else that is uh, seen in discovery. And if that is the case, the ACC could feel like they're fighting a losing battle anyhow. We know the ACC already knows that they're in trouble. Look at what they did. When you go and add a Stanford or an SMU, I mean, obviously, you're not even anywhere close to the footprint of the ACC geographically. You're adding teams because what? You fear you're going to lose teams. So you're willing to add teams that perhaps are a slight draw, but certainly nothing of a juggernaut, nothing of a of a huge uh, asset. You're doing that to keep from folding. You're doing that so that you have something to offer up uh, in the way of uh, uh, assets for a television contract. So my guess is they already knew that at the end of the day, this was a losing battle. They're going to want their money. This is going to be at the beginning of an ugly fight. Hopefully it brings two sides to the table. Final thing here as we sign off for the holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you celebrate to each and every one of you. I want to say thank you. I'll be back before the new year, so I don't have to look back on the year just yet and look ahead and all those things. But I do want to thank all of you. It's been an awesome time of year. It always is. Um, But we've done really good things because of you. So the show has continued to grow. My partnership with Warchant turned out to be a great thing. My partnership with 93.3 here is to have a terrestrial radio home has turned out to be a great thing for me as well. I want to be able to get this show out there to as many people as possible uh, by as many means and avenues as possible. I want to thank all of our sponsors, all of our advertisers and collaborators. It means the world to me that you allow us to be able to continue to do this. As I get older, I get a little bit more sentimental, and I do realize I'm incredibly fortunate to now have been doing this show for 25 years in this wonderful community that I call home, that me and my family call home, and that I get to cover this school, and I get to cover what it is I'm passionate about, and that I get to work with people like Tom Lang and Matthew and Ben and all of the guys, of course, obviously, Corey and Ira and Aslan uh, and Michael, and we just, we've been, and now Matt Lasser. All of these guys have done incredible work, and I am the great benefactor of that. So before we sign off, before we say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, just want to say thank you. And the other part of that, of course, is a profound thank you. That's the most money we've ever raised. By far the most money we have ever raised for the Guardian Ad Litem. And of course, it's not just the Guardian Ad Litem. Throughout the year, there have been a lot of 
obviously catastrophic events, whether that's a hurricane, whatever it might be. Obviously, we had storms come through and hit the Big Ben, and we had to talk about how we could help them, and we were able to do that as well. So none of this gets done without all the people behind the scenes and all the people who listen to the show and all the people who volunteer and you guys in the chat. You know, sometimes I, I, I'm terse, sometimes I'm dismissive, but I love the fact that you join together as one big JCS family every day and have these conversations. I appreciate that very much. So happy holidays, everybody. Be well. And uh, we'll talk to you again here real soon. Uh, until then, we've got Billy Squire to send off the love. And then I'll talk to you guys. And, oh, one final thing, Ali. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., War Chant TV. You can join us again. Some semblance of War Chant staffer, we're all going to be here for the Board of Trustees meeting. So I want to direct you towards that if you're getting up in the morning. Uh, 10 a.m., throw that on and watch, and we'll all learn together exactly what it is Florida State's Board of Trustees are going to lay out and plan to do. Okay. Good work, Matthew. Good work, Ben. Good work, Tom. Safe travel, sir. You know I love you. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you real soon. Merry Christmas. Peace. Shut